Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. I'm your host, Chet Czar, and today's guest is Man Hands, Dan Kelly. Dan is an artist and tattooer out of Maine, and uh, he is putting on the second annual Dark Art Society group show. It's called Rise of the Dark Art Society. Um, he's already done the the first one was a, a huge success. Um, uh, Dawn of the Dark Art Society, I believe, was the title. Anyway, he's he's done so much great stuff for the dark art movement and the dark art society uh, that we thought it'd be a good good idea to get him on and um, to talk about the show he's got planned and just talk about him for a bit and tell you what he's all about because he's really doing great work and he's a great example for people who want to spread the good news of dark art all over the world. So we had a great conversation. Um, what's been going on with me? I have my show, Zombie Death Bots. That went well. Uh, super fun. It really got me <clears throat> thinking again about how important physical art shows are. Um, as a as a, uh, a a place to meet, a place to celebrate art, particularly whatever art you're into, and what we're into is dark art, and so it's it's it's. You know, for, for many reasons, art shows, physical gallery shows are really um, special and necessary in this world. So uh, it, 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 I don't, for some, I don't know why, but I had a, um, a new realization about it. It's something about, I've talked about it before on here, but I, I just realized that all these people coming together. Uh, was it was really a, a it's a great thing to do it's a great great thing to to, to do and I think it's um, uh, not like any other kind of gathering in a way it's really different it's really different I mean it's kind of like going to see a band play but not really because it's more of a, a a social thing as well I don't know it's just cool. It's a, it's a it's a cool excuse for for fans of of this um, art movement to get together. So more physical art shows. Uh, having said that, I'm not going to have a show next year because <laughs> uh, I need a year off of of uh, solo shows. I've been doing a solo show just about almost every year since I started, and you know, I think 2005 or 2006 was my first solo show. 2002 technically is when I did my first uh, set of paintings for a solo show. Um, but it was kind of like for a band that was opening and it was, it wasn't in a gallery, but still maybe even wait. No, I had, I had one with, with Cam DeLeon in 2001, maybe anyway, it's been a long time and I, and I've, haven't had i don't i don't think i've had a year off from solo shows the whole time and it, and it you know solo shows are great but they are um you know they take a lot of time they take a lot of time and they kind of like the problem with me is they take time away from me earning a living so i have to put off uh you know three months at least where I have to just focus on these paintings and I really should be spending six months to a year on the painting. So I end up having to rush and 
work my ass off. You know, the I've told this story a billion times on this show. So anyway, I'm I'm taking next year off. That was part of the deal with this show is that I can I I I wouldn't do another solo show next year. I was supposed to take this year off to get caught up on things, but that didn't happen. So next year, no solo show, but I will do a big solo show the following year at Copro. Probably. I'm sure I will. And uh yeah, so I'm really looking forward to catching up on everything. You know, I've said this this, <laughs> this podcast has been going on for like five years now, I think, over five years. And uh I've probably said it every year multiple times that I need to take a year off. And and I said I was gonna do it last year, and Gary talked me into it. But I told him, okay, I'll do it, but no so no show next year. So you heard it here. If he comes back at me and wants me to do a show next year. I'm just going to play him this episode. Just kidding. He won't. He won't. We, we made an agreement because I, I just, you know, I'd like to do solo shows every year, but I, I, uh, I have to catch up on, on everything. I have to catch up on, you know, I still got to deliver Kickstarter rewards and uh, I got commissions. I need to get out from under me and um, I'm, you know, excited about that because I feel like I can, I don't know, have a fresh start. And, uh, anyway, so that's, been, that's, what's been going on with me. Did my taxes. That's, that's done. Thank God. And, uh, yeah, that's been pretty much it. Uh, on side note, I've been getting, um, uh, <clears throat> old dark arts, uh, society episodes up on YouTube, digitizing them or not digitizing them, but videoizing them, turning them into videos. Uh, you know, that the early episodes, the first, you know, four or five, four years, five years, uh, we did, we just did audio. So I have to put some kind of image up just to get them on YouTube. And so I'm trying to get the, the dark art side of YouTube channel full of old podcasts so that I can get that, um, uh, account up and monetize. And continue putting, uh, now that we do video on the podcast, continue putting the new ones on YouTube. Because I, again, I, I, I'm going to say, I think it's, it's, this is a really great show. And I just want it to get out to as many people as possible. And, uh, uh, you know, for that to happen, the show needs to become more successful and bring more money in so that I can keep, you know, making it better and better and, and uh, putting more time into it. Anyway. That's what has been going on with me. Um, I, I, I was going to do, I can't do the skull raffle from skull shop, but I will give them another shout out skull shop. Uh, dot -E com. They make amazing skulls and uh, I use them for all my reference for my artwork. And if you join the, uh, uh, Dark Art Society Patreon at the $5 level, you get entered into a um, raffle to win a skull, to win a free skull. And I was supposed to do it last month. Or no, did I do it? I don't remember. I don't think I did. And I haven't done it yet this month, but I will do it hopefully next week. And someone will win a skull. Uh, so if you want to join the, the Dark Art Society Patreon, it's another way you can support Aside from subscribing to the YouTube channel and um, liking the videos and watching the videos, because at this point I need to get my hours up, view view time up. And 
we're a little over halfway there. You have to have a, like 4,000 watch hours in a year. And we're at like 2,200 or something. So if you can, you know, watch all the videos or put them on in the background and just let them play, listen to them. That's cool. I'm just trying to get the hours down. So if you can share it, share it and uh, share the YouTube channel and all that stuff. Anyway, if you want to support, Financially, you can go to uh, Dark Art Society Patreon, which is patreon.com slash darkartsociety, and you can join for as little as a dollar and uh, end up. And uh, you get your name read on the air. And this week, we've only had one new subscriber, and that is, I don't know, where'd it go? Unholy Trinity. Thank you, Unholy Trinity. You're the only one that subscribed over the last couple of weeks. We've had a lot of deletions, deleted pledges, which is all good. I know times are tough, but if you can support for even just a dollar a month, um, yeah, please do, because that's why I can keep this thing going. Uh, is there anything else? I guess that's it. Let's get on with uh, my interview with Dan Kelly. Here we go. I hope you enjoy it. All right. What's up, Dan? Hey. We're starting it with absolutely right. no preparation. How do you like that? Uh, sounds pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I have to warn yep. you, there's a fly flying around here, and, and I haven't been able to catch it. So if you see a fly buzzing around. Uh, it may happen here too. <laughs> I am in my basement. It's weird. It's like, you know, maybe I stink or something and I don't know it, but if we leave our back door open, a fly will get in and it always comes in my studio, which is like at the end of the, end of the uh, other end of the house. It's like every time it's like, man, I don't think I stink or anything. It's not like that bad in here. Is it? The, the flies up here this year were brutal for like a week or two oh really everywhere yeah couldn't keep them away but and uh mosquitoes have been bad um this year worst I, the worst i've ever uh seen in my life it's crazy it really yeah other people have been telling me too they're just getting bit like crazy uh is it well, you're in california is it wet right now at all uh, no no it's, it, that'll breed them but yeah i know no it, it hasn't been it's really weird i don't understand huh. it I'm used to mosquitoes. Those are like, uh, they call them the main state bird. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that gives you any idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know what it is. I figured it's got something to do with the climate, maybe climate being all fucked up, but uh, yeah, be. I don't know. Um, yeah. What a, what a boring topic of conversation. Hey, I saw it. <laughs> flies and mosquitoes to start yeah, off really with. captivating the audience here the... <laughs> welcome to the old boomer show <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious no you're, you're no boomer so uh, how's it going What's... no son of one though i think <laughs> son of a boomer <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> everybody alive right now is a son of a boomer i guess yeah so what uh, what's uh how's it going uh it's going good man it's going real good actually uh yeah pretty excited about everything going on right now so 
Um, cold there? You, I, you just, yeah. Cold here? Uh, yeah and no. Um, it's like you wake up in the morning and there's frost. You're all bundled up like it's winter. And then 10, 11 o'clock, the sun's up. And then you're, you know, sweating underneath whatever you have on. And you're, then you're in a t-shirt. And then really, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, it's that time of year. It's like a it's, transition between summer and winter. So it fluctuates like, uh, last yesterday, the last two days, I brought my kids to a kid's Halloween party mm-hmm. and it was like, just felt like 70 degrees outside. Everyone's in t-shirts and, you know, it was bizarre because last year's Halloween party, uh, it had to get cut short because it was so freaking cold. Like my feet were frozen. Everyone was wow. cleaning. Kids were crying. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're in Maine, so I just assumed everything would be cooled down by now. It usually is a little cooler. Um, yeah, you know, I won't, I won't complain about it, but uh, it's bizarre. It's raining right now. It's been raining uh, on and off. We had rain like t- yesterday and uh, the day before, I think, or something like last couple of days. It was great. It was so yeah, nice. We needed it. Yeah, it's yeah. good for us too. I mean, it's fall. The colors are amazing right now. Oh, I bet. Yeah, you guys um, actually have seasons. Oh, yeah. You are. Yeah, everything's like fire, red, orange, and yellow. Uh, with the fall comes rain and wind, and that takes the leaves off the trees and then get bare sticks in the wind for a few months with you know pines don't fall off but right no leaves in the winter really Uh, there's if there's one bush i can't remember the name of it in front of the studio and it's like one of two maybe or the only one uh evergreen Mm. that's not a pine and the thing blooms into these crazy flowers like every year it's like right next to the studio like pretty much touching the building that's cool um what color are they what color are those blooms like a purplish sort of color i have photos (laughs) we're 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 going back into old man territory (laughs) dude why is weather flowers how's the weather over there (laughs) fucking cold here bud (laughs) so anyway Uh, well, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so you've got, you, yeah. So how, how, how are things going in your life? You got a lot going on. You, you're, you're an artist, you got a tattoo studio, you hold the, the you're about to hold the second, is it the second annual dark art show, society show? It, group show? It is the second, second annual dark art society group show. Uh, yeah, I'm really so, yeah, excited you've about got that. A lot. A lot going on. You've got a lot going on. It's been, uh, yeah, it's been crazy uh, last couple of years, really. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the dark art show last year was a real big deal to me. Yeah. Because uh, I've been sort of doing a similar thing uh, as the dark art society in a way up over up here in the Northeast, but with no real connection to it. Mm-hmm. Uh and I don't know why, to be honest with you, because I've known you for a long time. And uh, I think it's just I've been so busy that, uh, yeah. you know, I keep wanting to stare into my microphone as if like it's who I'm talking to. <laughs> but uh, I never look into the camera. I can I can't line up. It's like the monitors here. 
yeah. cameras here and it's like i try to get it as close as i can to the lens but it still doesn't really look like i'm looking i guess i could go like oh shit oh man i still hit the camera no you're good oh turn a little colors little okay little so film. maybe that'll look a little more so yeah, yeah. anyway so sorry. anyways <laughs> yeah sorry man i'm like i get so many thoughts going on but uh so uh, i met you what 2000 i feel like it was 13 or 14 might have been 13 what year was that evergreen you remember oh remember? Uh, i have no idea you remember but they put me sounds about right yeah right next to you right yes and yes. and i uh I did not even know who you were you know i mean bastard i know i'm sorry but uh which <laughs> it's kind of a funny part of the story now uh <laughs> well i'm like this kid from maine that i'm like my first this is my first big like uh invite to a, a tattoo kind of an exclusive thing you can't just sign up for it you have to be invited so me and my whole shop went and they just happened to put me right next to you and that's i mean oregon it's about as far away from maine as you can go almost right. that back of the woods never been over there and uh i just saw your display of work and everything and uh it's just like that's sick you know and people are like oh it's just over like uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it is <laughs> i don't know um but then i saw and i saw you had a painting seminar too which i didn't know about so i didn't sign up for but i probably would have but Anyways, I watched you paint this study all weekend, sitting there in your booth while you're selling things. And then I asked you at the end if I could buy it from you, which you remember, or maybe. But uh, yeah, mm -hmm. you're like, well, uh, how much do you got on you? And I was like, 100 bucks or something. It's like this 11 by 14. And you were like, uh, said something like, I could probably sell this for like seven on eBay right now. And I was like, <laughs> oh, man, I must look like... Uh, total idiot but uh anyways we came to a deal but i look back at that and i'm like yeah he kind of hooked me up uh he probably felt bad <laughs> i still have it well, that's I, cool no no i don't even i mean i i, I bought a frame for it from cop bro i'm nuts i you know i uh, who knows how many deals like that i made conventions are like that especially the last day yeah to make wheeling and dealing and um yeah, I haven't done one in a while, but yeah, no, that was that Maybe. was a great that was a great show. That was a fun show. Yeah, I just remember that, and then every time I'd message you or have a question or anything, you'd always get back to me, which was really cool because you didn't owe me anything, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> I appreciated that. And then years ago, I did like my first decent oil painting. I remember, and then you messaged me and were like, "Would you want to do a painting for a conjoined show or something?" and I was like, I didn't do it because I, I, I don't know. I wasn't ready. Mm. I was like, yeah, that might've been a, might've been just good luck there. I don't know. It was Beginner, a dark beginner's luck that you messaged <laughs> me about. Yeah. Right. It's like, I'm not, I am not ready for that. I, I wanted to, but I also didn't want to, you know, produce a subpar piece. Right. But um, I, I, I agree with that actually, you know, if, um, Sometimes it's better to not be in a show than to be in a good show that you're not ready for. Yeah. You know? like it I had to have been like seven or eight years ago. Yeah. Wow. Um, God. So yeah. I have no memory at of least. any of this stuff. 
<laughs> I have such a bad memory. It's like yeah. I have faint. You bring you 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 are saying these things, and I'm like, yeah, I kind of remember that. Yeah, I kind of remember that. But it's scary how bad my memory is. It's all. I just, it's all good. <laughs> I just think it's because it's like I'm. It's my head is so full of what's I have to do. You know, I'm just so mm-hmm. like busy. It's just like my head. I'm sure yeah. you you can understand. Yeah, I do totally. You prioritize your yeah thoughts and you almost just let your brain free up the space of things that aren't super important like talking to me eight years ago about a painting or you know i mean <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's, you can only hold so much information yeah and uh stay on uh, i always say just whatever the task at the time is is what i try to focus on and you know it does often lead to some other things being slightly truthfully forgotten even though yeah. you may have just talked about them like three days ago or something yeah but you're just so tuned in on what you're trying to accomplish that that just happens um, yeah i have to do when i think of things i have to do them immediately that's what's i'm like i'm 99 sure i've got add because yeah. it's like if i don't i have to either write it down or it's just gone and I'll just completely forget about it. It's mm-hmm. I hate it. But yeah. uh, so it's like I have to stop what I'm doing when I think of something and then do it or write it down. But but usually like then the piece of paper will get lost mm-hmm. if I write it down and I put it on my phone and I've got this list of notes on my phone that I never look at. I write them down. Don't never look again. <laughs> uh, it sounds like exactly <laughs> what I would be saying right now if I was explaining mine. So I would, I mean, uh, I'm no it's... doctor, but think you might be right <laughs> yeah yeah it sucks it sucks but yeah no, you know tough. you just deal with it it's just uh, you know i've never been medic i've never been diagnosed or medicated but mm-hmm. you know the more i hear i have a lot of friends that have add or adhd and it's like oh yeah it sounds exactly like what i have it's um, not always a bad thing no i mean no. it's it's great for it's part partially i think probably why i can you know f- hyper focus on mm. getting good at painting or sculpting or whatever i'm interested in and yeah you know. might be that gift that you need yeah yeah you do uh an insane amount of painting yeah uh yeah. <laughs> i mean speaking of sums it up speaking of which i i have to send you something <laughs> for the dark art society show like yeah yeah i'm gonna end up I know You're what's going to happen. I'm going to end up overnighting something like Wednesday. Yep. You know, is what's going to happen. And it'll probably get there Thursday, Friday. And uh, the show's Saturday, right? Uh, yeah. It's yeah. the 22nd from 5 to 10 p.m. Right. And at, at your tattoo shop. Yes. Skull and Snake. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Well, you're on the uh, you're on the I flyer. Know. So I got to send something. You're stuck with it. I know. I gotta send yep. something. I just, I, you know, I would. Um, I had to do my taxes. I still, I'm not done with them. I'm late. I'm gonna be late by a couple of days, probably. But hey, me I'm too. done. <laughs> What's that? Said me too. <laughs> as soon as I get off here, I'm gonna. I mean, I just, I got it all done. I just need to like write it down to give it to my tax guy, and then he's gonna do all the forms and stuff. But yeah. Um, so as soon as I get off this, that's what I'm going to do because I just have to get that out of my life, and oh, yeah. then and then I have to figure out if I can if I have something that I can send you or if I'm going to have to bust something out tonight, let it dry tomorrow and send it to you Wednesday. But I'll figure it out <laughs> or like, you know, 
cool. I've got a few studies laying around, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, so I, I appreciate any contribution <laughs> that you've gotten. In. Yeah, I, I, it's cool I, that you're even trying to do your best to get something over here. So, well, it's. I mean, we we, we could talk more about this the show because I think you know the show that that you put on. You know, last year's show was amazing. I can't believe how much art you sold. But let's save that. Let's let's for people who don't know you, let's talk about you know you for a bit so people get to know who you are and how you started and what you do and it's you know you're a tattoo artist who has a ta- uh, your own tattoo shop in Maine and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, 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 what part of Maine what what's the I am in North Berwick Maine North Berwick Maine yeah which is actually my hometown okay so um so why don't we start it? I mean, how, how the whole, how you got into tattooing and how you got into art and, and all that stuff. Yeah, cool. Uh, well, I've always been into art of some kind. Wasn't always focusing on visual art as far as drawing and painting, things like that go. Uh, I actually felt like when I was younger, I wasn't very developed or great at that but i always Mm -hmm. had a lot of ideas and Mm -hmm. as a kid i would draw all kinds of stuff like i actually my parents were awesome enough to be the type that saved uh things so i have boxes full of drawings from when i was really little like my kids age four five six uh of these weird things i don't even know childhood thoughts you know <laughs> what i thought things should look like and this yeah. and, that. and uh i i remember trying to draw you know making my own pokemon up and things like that because i'm 31 i was born in 91 oh my god uh, you're so, so young that's crazy when i when that's i younger, was younger uh, than my kid that's younger than my kid i am yeah how old's your kid now uh i forgot uh he just had his birthday 30 three i think ah that son of a 30 32 or 33 (laughs) i'm gen x damn it i know man hey (laughs) cooler than me they call they call anybody (laughs) they call anybody anybody over 30 a boomer nowadays so fuck it anyway so yeah so so So, uh yeah that's so funny it's funny because you you think of you're talking about like drawing when you're a little kid and it's like in my mind it's like I, I go back to when I was drawing and the world was just a totally different place than it was 50 years ago compared to like 30 years or, you know, 20 years ago or 25 years yeah. ago when you were a kid. Yeah, yeah for it's, sure. It's so Anyway, that's funny. Okay. Well, yeah, Pokemon. It's like, that's what my, my kids were into Pokemon. <laughs> it, yeah. It was Pokemon cards, man. Trading. <laughs> and then I would just like make my own, uh, with the actual card and i would like uh cut out a piece of paper and put it around the card and then draw in like the square where the art would mm. go and put like all the stats and everything and you ever put tape over it so that it was like had plastic uh, coating i'm not sure i used aluminum foil actually they're right above me some of them i say i still have some <laughs> oh this will be good Wow, your camera really follows you around. That's pretty amazing. Following me? Yeah. Oh, hey. It's crazy. Yeah. What is that? Are you on an iPad or your? No, nope, it's my um, my iMac. 
but I have a, it's called a, a Obsbot ob, camera. It's a 4K, yeah, it does follow you. Oh, uh, it's amazing. If you set it like that so you can move around. It, it takes like hand cues too to do certain uh, features. It's so like cool. You can tell it to stop following or not. That is cool. It followed me though. Yeah, yeah. I usually amazing. don't move enough from here for it to do that. <laughs> Here's a great example. This, I, I can't imagine how old I was. I must have been, this is the 90s, of 91, uh, maybe like first, second grade or something. But, uh, you know, I'd put the, the aluminum foil. Oh, oh shit. The ca camera's pointing at the ceiling. Dude. <laughs> Didn't like that. That's hilarious. Thought my face was, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to show you this. Here, try it one more time. I almost got it. Oh, yeah, that's great. It's aluminum foil for that holographic look. That's so cool. <laughs> you know, I mean, look at, can you see the drawing? Yeah, it's great. I think it it's says, really cool. it says boogie. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> so you're got... making up your own Pokemons. Yeah, yeah. The drawings are real subpar, but, you know, they're made up mon pocket that monsters. Is, yeah, that's really cool. So I was really into that. Uh, and then I actually used to have uh, Windows 95 had this program called Paint. Mm -hmm. So I suppose that this is some some of my first digital art. But wow. it, it was, it was uh, you know, I would print them out. I think I was saving them on floppy disks. Yep. And wow. Then, so I, I started doing them that way. And very that creative, very creative. For fun. But, yeah. So I kind of was into that. And then I was super into uh, video. I had my parents always had a camera. I was always making weird home videos and stop motion type stuff with army man and mm -hmm. making these big battles and explosions that with like flashes of light or something. Uh, so you were like, uh, I'm guessing probably were you like the only kid who was doing all that sort of thing? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Cause it's like, um, sounds like you were a super creative kid, like always wanting to make things and yeah, my, uh, sister is older than me by like mm -hmm. seven years so um i mean you know we're pretty close now but the, as a kid you know she was out of the house a lot and then left for college when i was like 11 mm -hmm. and you know so uh i wasn't an only child but i didn't really like play with my sister right right um so yeah i did a lot of shit by myself but uh it was usually creative type of stuff and um video was really a big thing so i was always the kid that like would i could skateboard just good enough to follow everyone around and i'd film them and make the videos right everyone else was really good at the tricks <laughs> shit and i had all the stuff to do the video back when you had to like record onto an actual tape and then yeah i remember like putting i had like a vhs player somehow hooked up to my computer through like a normal coax cable or something and i was able mm. to like transfer onto the computer and that was then, a big that was a big thing back then yeah I, and that was before the mini dv and all that came right. out but yeah i was pretty young just like making skate videos and just random fun made up clips of things and mm -hmm. uh so that that was uh that continued anyways until into high school uh i always took photoshop classes video classes those are all i really cared about I was like not really into the core uh, curriculum of, of things, but I always did well in those creative type classes, which were 
electives. Like you had to sign up for them. Yeah. And I played uh, music, saxophone, and jazz band. Oh, no way. I didn't know that. Uh, guitar, bass. Yeah, I started playing in fourth grade band. Up through. Can, you, can you still play the saxophone? I still have it. I can make it too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I used to be able to just sight read music. And really? Play jazz. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. That's cool. Yeah, we, we did uh, jazz band competitions, like, in the state of Maine, stuff like that. Wow, that's great. Uh, and then as I got older, I I just kind of stopped playing the saxophone and mostly stuck with guitar and drums a little bit. Things I still play, hmm. uh, but you know it's all similar brain activity. I think creativity and, and art, whether it's visual or right audio. Uh, so I, I just was always into that type of stuff, and then. When I was in my teenage years, I just decided, uh, late teenage years, actually, like I was like 17 and I was thinking about going to college uh, for computer stuff. And I just picked up a pencil and like actually tried to draw something that didn't look like a second grader drew a Pokemon card. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it was like a portrait and it wasn't that great. But at the time, it excited me enough because I couldn't believe that I even was able to produce that just from mm-hmm. trying, you know, and I just kept drawing and drawing and drawing all the time. And then I got my first tattoo, like the day I turned 18 or pretty close. Were you into tattoos before you got your tattoo? Like, were you looking yeah, at tattoo magazines was. and stuff? Oh, how yeah. did you get into tattoo? A... Tattoo? To, like, how did you get into tattoos initially as far as appreciating yeah, them? Um, uh, my dad always had one. I remember it was a leprechaun on his arm. Like he got in the eighties, 82 or something. That's like me. The my... only one. <laughs> yeah. Right. Similar. So every time I'd see him oh, with a shirt I, off or something. I have two. Oh, nice. You got two. <laughs> this is Dang. when I turned 18. My pe- <laughs> my dime size peace sign. <laughs> cool. Yeah, man. Hey, hilarious. That's a lot of people. I Was it a hand poke or was it a. No, it was a, it was at a shop. It was somewhere like, I don't know, on Melrose Avenue or somewhere in Hollywood or something. Yeah. Boulevard. I don't remember. Probably back before they used gloves and all that cool stuff. Probably. Yeah. Probably 80, (laughs) let's see, 86 or something. Yeah. It's pretty close. Yeah. So my dad had the one, (laughs) that one from like 82 and uh, I would always see it. I was into it. And then, um, I had a girlfriend when I was like 16 and the law was different in the state she moved from. So she had a tattoo because her mom signed for it. And it was oh, just wow. like a cross or something. And But I was like, that's that's pretty fucking cool. You know? <laughs> um, and then I, I just kind of it set me in motion to have a super hardcore interest in it. And I used mm-hmm. to cut out mag- tattoo magazines and tape them. My whole ceiling was plastered with tattoo magazines it's just yeah and then i ordered some shit on the internet and uh tattooed my friend when my parents were out of town Ooh, horrible <laughs> he still has it though it stuck it did stick the lines are like 10 times thicker than they're supposed to be yeah how did you i mean i had no idea what i was doing at all i didn't even you know, i had this thing and i'm like how do i even put this shit together like i didn't even understand <laughs> how to do you know at all and uh i had it set up totally wrong the needle depth was 
all fucked up. Oh my god, that's so the funny. Ink sucked, and I just, I just did it. Uh, and then, <laughs> don't do that. By the way, it's very yeah, that's very frowned upon in the industry, uh, right? But it was, it, it's very frowned upon in the industry if you don't get like an apprenticeship, from what I remember from doing the, yes. the tattoo conventions. But tons of tattoo artists did that. Yeah. I've talked to a lot of tattoo artists. Everyone says don't do it, but they all did it. <laughs> yes. Well, I did it for a very short period of time <laughs> yeah, because right. then I, I realized I have no idea how to make this even remotely possible as a career without some help. And yeah, it didn't take long at all to figure that out. Yeah, you're cutting into um, people's skin. I mean, it's yeah. ser- seriously dangerous to be so, uh, doing is. that. And I only did it with myself my friends uh, yeah very close yeah yeah because i did not want like i'd have people ask me and i'd just say no like i'm not tattooing people i don't know like i'm not comfortable with that i not that good not i wasn't just like lying to people and being like yeah i'll tattoo you and then right they end up like what the fuck happened man you know i wanted people to actually like it unless they knew it wasn't going to be great uh so I did that for a short amount of time. And then when I was 18, I just went to the, a shop and I had some drawings, you know, and I started like an apprenticeship there. I think I lasted like six months and the dude fired me. Um, oh, why did he fire you? Tattoo. I mean, I was young, man, but and I, to me, I, I don't remember not being into it, but I, maybe I was given that vibe somehow. Uh, but I feel like, you know, it, it was his shop, so he canned me. And I never even got to do a tattoo. I was just cleaning, yeah. drawing. How, how old were you? 18. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, I, my memory of it's probably totally wrong. I mean, I probably was <laughs> like a slacker, and I, I was probably giving off some kind of vibe. Slacker vibes. Yeah. Uh, but the day after, I just went out and tried to find another one at another place, brought my portfolio. And I remember, and that place wasn't great, but... They took me on and I actually got to do some tattooing there. Wait a minute. Let me interrupt you really quickly. Um, yep. Have you talked to the guy that fired you initially at the, at this point now, just out of curiosity? Uh, yes, but not about that. No, I know. But I mean, just he's, like, does he oh, see yeah, that you're cool. like the successful tattoo artist and yeah. And, yeah. and he does I've had him tattoo me since. Oh, really? Then. And, he, and yeah. you guys, it never came up that he fired you. <laughs> no, I've never wanted to talk about it. <laughs> But we're cool. We're I'd be cool. dying to know. I'd be dying to know just for for the hell of it. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So you went into this yeah. other tattoo shop. They let you tattoo. Yep. You're doing an apprenticeship. Yeah. You're still doing all the cleaning and stuff, though, right? That's what they they oh, make yeah. you do all the grunt work when you. Well, I did. Yeah, more than that, I did. I I remember at that studio, I had to like come in in a dress and wash cars out front, uh, <laughs> shit like that. You know, that's hazing. Yeah. And so you don't, do you do that when you no, apprentice no, someone? You wouldn't no, do that to someone, would you? No, no, I wouldn't do that to somebody. And I don't think I could now. Anyways, I, some of the stuff I had to do is borderline, you know, frowned upon for sure uh, <laughs> to be doing or have to do or have somebody force you to do or whatever. But uh, there is value in that despite I, you know, I could opinions see, and things, but it did shape me into a different person that I, I could I see wasn't before. Yeah, yeah, I could see how. And there's an element of that that would <clears throat> like. 
you know, prove that you're into it, prove that you're willing to do whatever to make this happen. And, and, you know, like, and also building a camaraderie in a weird way, you know, with your coworkers, there's just a point where it's like, you know, making people line, there's a line. And yeah, so that's, that's the thing. There's a line. This guy, you know, I mean, he maybe crossed the line a little bit, but inevitably we ended up getting in an altercation and I quit that that place, that, that place. So that was like a year into trying to to learn how to tattoo properly. Okay. What about that one? (laughs) So so, so, so how did that, what was the altercation there? Was it, was it, were you, were you in the right? Yeah, I I think so. I I just remember we were they were picking on me and I remember I got whacked in the nuts. Like slapped in the nuts and it fucking hurt. Oh, right. And yeah. Made me my I just was like, you know, fuck you basically and I just like remember kind of grabbing the dude and like pushing him out the front door and up against the wall there. Oh, good. And just like, <laughs> you know, like what the fuck and then I went inside and I remember I just like yeah, that's Had too a far. Bit of a, that's a the moment, line. You know, that's yeah. the line. You don't be right. Hitting people I got, in the I got sack tapped, you know, I'm like, <laughs> come on, dude. Like, what the fuck? That shit feels like hell. Yeah. I mean, and why? <laughs> so, so that happened and I was just kind of like a little discouraged, I suppose, because yeah. it's like a year of my time trying. And I'm, I'm sure that I also wasn't the greatest, you know, but I had the right intentions and I was trying mm-hmm. and I was there every day, like seven days a week, really trying. Um, and then I, I started at, at that point during that getting uh, tattooed by Chad Chase, who ended up being my mentor, who the only person I really consider my mentor. I don't really count those first two right. studios as uh, much of anything, but learning experience and, no, they did inevitably lead me to where I ended up. So it had to happen. But mm-hmm. um, and Chad at the time was just like, and I mean, he still is, but at that time, especially was just amazing at what he was doing. And he had a lot of notoriety, magazine publications. He was just big at that time for pushing the envelope for what's possible with a coil tattoo machine which is the old mm-hmm. school shit that a lot of people aren't using anymore including me um so i had him do like this odd world uh abe you remember abe that's a huge inspiration mm-hmm. for me too abe's odd world that yeah. whole universe uh of characters that mm-hmm. shit it's incredible so yeah i had him do abe on my leg and then it, it just turned into this odd world leg sleeve that i have from like foot it reached like my thigh i haven't finished uh the upper thigh yet get there someday uh but i just started getting tattooed by him and then um he eventually asked me to bring him in a drawing and then he just told me he would take me on as an apprentice Uh, it's not something that i asked for because i would never have expected that from him because Mm. where i was at we just art and everything in general was not what i thought would be worthy and it probably wasn't to to learn from a guy like that but he, he took must me have, on he must have saw something in you you know something in, in your work or something yeah you know which still i think you know if that didn't happen i don't know where i'd be hmm. 
So uh, I guess I can think back to multiple points like that, but that's a huge one. Like my life changed during that because they were just a very well-known studio with like the man for tattooing at the time. And he still is. I don't mean to say at the time, I'm just right. speaking about 2010 this was. So, mm -hmm. uh, and then he found out probably that I wasn't uh, super great at art. Like, you know, I had a hard time with that, but he did teach me a lot about drawing and I was drawing all the time, drawing, 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 watching him, learning how to build tattoo machines. I'd have to build machines for him. And then he would like tattoo actual people with them like that day mm, or the wow. next day. So I had to really make sure I was doing it properly mm -hmm. and I'd have to set the machines up for him properly, which is, you know, nowadays you pop a cartridge in, turn it and you're good to go. But then you had to have the right size tube for right. the needle and you had to have the needle bent for a proper tension against the tube and just all kinds of stuff, rubber bands. It was, yeah. th those things are like so old school now. They're, they're basically doorbells. It's like two electromagnets. And right. Yeah. A, uh, armature bar. And when you push the pedal down, it pulls the armature bar down onto the coils, which are electromagnets and it short circuits. So then it releases and then it just keeps doing that over and over and over again. Oh, that's how you tattooed people. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, electromagnets, springs. Right. And a needle hanging off of it in a tube. But there was a certain way you had to build them so that they would run properly and not mm -hmm. feel shitty and just loud and sketchy. You know, you right. could always tell when someone didn't have their shit set up right. It would sound terrible. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And they would run different all the time. You'd have to. It was just a whole different thing. But yeah, it sounds like I remember when I was considering. Tattooing probably around the time I met you. And. um it was like uh everyone was like to get a uh what are they ro rotary is it ro is that what yeah they were? Get a, yeah they're like i forget what it was called what type it was it was one that everybody was using at the time uh, bishop stigma um, uh, i don't uh there's a i don't know fly. it was it was the, oh, the, the hawk was it the hawk yeah the hawk yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's the one everyone was pushing yep. me to get they're like just do the the rotary machines but yeah. then there's like there's i mean there's still people that use these coil machines right like it's part of the it, tradition kind of yeah and i don't knock that there's certain people out there that can do things with a coil that blows my mind you know uh but, I but just overall the rotary is is just easier it's taking over for sure and it's easier yeah. for the type of work that i like to do now uh which requires a lot of different needle groupings and before I would kind of just have to make do with, which I still find myself doing, but you'd have to make do with, say you set up two or three different machines. Mm -hmm. And if you wanted to use anything else, you'd have to totally reset, uh, you know, you, so you couldn't switch back and forth. Now right. you can just pop, you can have 10 different needle groupings out if you want, and you just pop one out, grab the other one, pop it in. Right. Uh, so I had to do all my tattooing with two or three groupings from start to finish. And if, the grouping didn't really work. You just kind of make it work for, for, because you had to. Mm -hmm. um, so with what I do, I find, you know, it's just easier if I, if I need to change groupings, I can do it quickly. Um, the machines run more consistent. They're always hitting the skin right. the same that's every what time. I'm, yeah. That's what I yeah, remember you, people saying. 
you have to kind of adjust to the machine. And once you figure that machine out, it's running the same all the time. Right. And it's easier to tell if there's something wrong with it. Hmm. Uh, people heal much quicker, at least for me with the new machines, which in theory, it would be easier to overwork people with them. But if you're running them properly, it, the skin takes it uh, like less harsh than these coils smacking mm. into magnets and just, you know, right, it's right. not, not the same um, consistency of hit on the skin. So yeah, I use those now. I use the Bishop wand at the moment. Um, it's a decent machine. They all at this point, pretty much run similar right but they're wireless now that's like totally really new yes battery pack. <laughs> got cool. no cords it's bizarre that must be nice it is though i'm uh, not getting hung up on shit that i'm trying to dip you know back and forth a million times and right catching my cord on something and it pulls out and then you have to stop or rolling over it with your chair right right all that slinging it around everywhere it's just there's nothing in the way so it is cool. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, that's, that's cool that you started with the, the old school, you know, you learned all about that. I did. And then moved on to, uh, I mean, it's good to probably good to know that old traditional technology mm -hmm. bef before you move into the, yeah, it's good to have that historical kind of, I don't know, back, back. It is. In it. Uh, there's value in it. And I tattooed with them for a while mm. uh, and I, I had to prove that I could tattoo well with those before I was even able to not be considered an apprentice anymore. Mm. And I tattooed under Chad as an apprentice for almost three years. And wow. at towards the end, you know, I was more of a, like a working apprentice and I just got booked up a couple of weeks. And then it was just kind of like, I think it might be time that it's over. So he picked a date say march 20 something 2013 uh and i remember that day i had to <laughs> this was the end of uh the apprenticeship i had to stand outside on the side of the road in uh <laughs> people by the way at this time loved this shit if i <laughs> if this happened nowadays people would be it, it would be the opposite but people like followed my apprenticeship because of these crazy things that he was making me do. And I had to mm -hmm. do. And, and I, I mean, I always took it pretty well. So, uh, but <laughs> I had to stand out on the side of the road in uh pink venom ink. Uh, the place is called venom ink Chad uh -huh. chase. It's a very well-known studio and I have nothing bad to say. And I love Chad and we still talk and hang out and all that shit. Um, but women's underwear, venom ink underwear, like a shirt kind of like up like this, you know, you could see my stomach kind of like tied up in a knot and I had to hold up this sign and it was middle of the winter. So it's like snow everywhere. <laughs> I'm out there in nothing but women's underwear and a shirt holding up this sign. There's pictures of it. They're on my Facebook for sure. Neon green. And they wrote on it big sh Sharpie uh, honk because I'm a dirty pirate hooker. And, uh, <laughs> and they put me out there like, this is so bad, dude. This is a, like a small town too, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, they put me out there and like kids were like, like 
junior high schoolers are like getting out of school. Oh my! And God. like their school bus is driving by, and I'm oh just like, God. "Can I please come in?" And they're like, "No." And then the, you know, there's like a lady coming out of the hair, so I'm like, "You know that fucking kid out here? What the fuck are you doing?" I'm like, "Uh." Uh-huh. And they're throwing snowballs at me, and my signs breaking and shit. Dude. And and then finally, uh, you know, once the cops started coming around the bend is when I was allowed to go back inside. <laughs> like the cops coming around the bend probably sees my friggin' butt running inside and in women's underwear. <laughs> and then they sent a female cop and you know, she came in and uh I, I was just like in the back like thinking, oh fuck, I'm gonna get arrested. Like that was so dumb. Uh I didn't want to do that, but like I knew I had to and they were just laughing the whole time. But Chad Chad like explained it and you know Luckily, nobody got in trouble because I wasn't like wasn't like exposing anything. Right. You know, but it was still just like, come on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So for a while, I had my convention banner. It was me holding up that sign. It was a still shot with, you know, of me in my women's underwear. And I would hang it at the tattoo conventions and <laughs> holding the sign. And then you could see like the school bus in the background and all the snow everywhere and shit. And it was like tattoos by man hands. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's pretty funny oh my yeah God. uh you know stuff like that and it, so i wanted it that bad and i wanted to prove to him that you know it's you'll do whatever you needed to do what i had to do and i worked yeah. for him including my apprenticeship for nine years wow uh, yeah and i left on good terms gave him months of notice uh i had my first child and you know, my life was changing a bit and I was starting to do, I actually did my first shows that I put on curated over there. Uh, and they went pretty well. And I also did my first, uh, tattoo, uh, paint workshops, not, not me teaching, but having someone come do them and those went well as well. So I just, it was all kind of cultivating in my head, like what I really wanted, um, to do. And my room there, like, looked really strange compared to everyone else's like human skulls everywhere and dark art all over the walls and uh i would keep it dim in there with all these like edison bulb lights and Mm -hmm. it was kind of creepy in there but they liked it it was just i wanted like the whole place to kind of look like that and it wasn't my place so i uh opened my own place and uh chad actually really likes my place and comes to some of the shows. Uh, I just saw him last night, actually, when we were promoting the the show at Haunted Overload. I don't know if you've heard of that. You should check it out, though. No. It's sick. Um, it's crazy woods walk where they everything's handmade in there, and there's like there was like a 30-foot gargoyle that they made all out of wood. And like, wow. And it's just, it's insane. But he was there to go through that, and we had a little booth with some stuff from the studio, and I was handing out flyers for the show and everything. That's cool. And, um, you know, so that's how you should leave things with anybody in life anyways, is, uh, mutually and with respect, regardless of, uh, you know, you can't get upset at somebody for wanting to better themselves. And he did not do that with me and I wouldn't do that with someone else. So there's just been a, I've learned a lot from, from the whole experience of the apprenticeship up through till I opened my place. And now since I've opened my place, it's been a whole different learning experience for 
<laughs> all kinds of stuff, especially uh, starting to deal with so many different painters. Because really, that is what's most important to me, honestly, is the art shows and the painting. And I mean, I do love tattooing, and that's important as well. And I uh, love being able to do art, but I like being able to bring a community together to look at weird art that they didn't know they liked before they came and looked at it. And then you keep seeing them at all the other shows. And, right. You know, I and mean, that that's actually, um, you know, m more necessary. That's one of the, that's one of the things the, the scene needs more of is people that are willing to put the shows on and organize events and expose people to dark art and stuff you know it's like we've got plenty of dark artists around you know it's it's more so like many. there's, there's too many great. artists and not enough places for them to show so so yeah. it's really uh you know i know of uh I, i'm totally i'm so sorry i'm blanking on his name but he oh he's a dark art society member oh, i'm so sorry that i forgot your name or I know you're, it's just not coming to me, but he's got, he's curating, I think in a gallery in New York and is starting to do show dark art stuff. Oh, you're talking about Eric. Er Eric. That's it. Yeah. 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 He came. Yeah. He Eric, came what's his last name? Uh, uh, Lamarca. Lamarca. Eric Lamarca. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Super nice guy. Yeah. Up, yeah. He, he's yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Eric. <laughs> yeah. He, uh... When I heard about that, I was like, yeah, you know, uh -huh. that's, this is what needs, this is what I was hoping the dark art society would do would just be to help people to, you know, come together and then, and then go out on their own and, and create their own events to promote this kind of artwork for all these artists that are, that are in here. It's like, yeah, it's, it's amazing. So he looks you, like he was going hard too. Like he had like multiple things ready to, lined up to curate yeah that's amazing it's amazing so oh, that's man. so you guys are doing you know the work that needs to be done so yeah and know, really appreciative i met him appreciate you i met him because of last year's i had like a totally open call dark art society members you know um for the first mm -hmm. uh, dawn of the dark art society and he submitted uh his some of his photography work that's like uh, manipulated it's hard to explain uh, but anyways it was cool i put it in the show he ended up coming to the show from new york and i would like to hope that i think that maybe inspired him to want to kind of start yeah. doing the same type of thing which is that's the idea right yeah and now that i'm seeing that he's doing that it, uh it feels feels good to to see it spread right that's what you want um yeah yeah is that uh that sort of result with the community and other uh, artists and I don't want to say <laughs> professors of uh, dark art, but I mean, kind of you're professing the <laughs> love and knowledge right. of dark art and trying to spread the word. I mean, yeah. Evangelists so, is what I like to call it. Yeah, dark dark art evangelists. Yeah. Yeah. Especially uh, in other parts of the country too, because you know, we've we're we're good in LA. We've got Copro, we've got dark art emporium, we got hyena gallery those are like you know in la is a big place but those are three art gallery dark art specific um mm -hmm. galleries um but you know we need them all over the place because you know people don't just live in la it's like people are all over the country so so 
you know, yeah. you, you having one in, in Maine and, and this, and now that, um, Paul's place shut down too. Um, last rights is, is closed, which is a bummer. They were, yeah, they were the, they were the so. big New York dark art place. And now mm-hmm. Eric's got something going. So hopefully people will keep doing this. Cause you know, having, I just have my show, my, uh, zombie death bot show and, um, at Copro. And I was like, really realizing how important in-person real life art shows are. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's it's just you take it for granted when you live in a place like L.A. where it's there's a show every weekend you can go to if you want. Yeah. But, um, you know, people flew out for the show. People came yeah. from other parts of the country. And um, and, you know, it was, it's a big event. And it's so important to have these kind of real life events, especially now that stuff gets more stuff is more online all the time and and mm-hmm. you know you miss that kind of real life connection with yeah. people and it's, seeing the work in person it's like an experience it is it's total experience and it's it's just not even comparable to looking at a picture online and i've never been trying to push my place anyways to be an online presentation right and I did catch a little bit of like criticism, which I appreciate. Yeah. Um, From me. (laughs) Well, hey, I wasn't going to say any names, (laughs) but, you know, um, but I just I'm so focused on the in-person show experience and getting it set up as awesome as I possibly can and thinking about all kinds of little details and trying to just make it so that people want to show up yeah and then when they show up the environment of the whole thing that's all set up almost captivates them into the art itself which it's just like you're creating an environment that the art belongs in which makes it look even greater yeah it's already amazing and the people just it's like people just think it's sick (laughs) they they love it And, and uh so they keep coming and the, the people that are new that have never come always, I mean, it's awesome seeing the reactions people have when they walk in before they even look at the show and they just see the first 10 seconds of the place and they're like, this place is fucking awesome or whatever, you know, you're like, yeah, all right, yeah. cool. Like they're into <laughs> it already. And then they're more apt to be looking at the art. I know it doesn't make sense because there's so much more around, but it just brings their attention into this place where they have no choice, but to just, it's all pointing them. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like total environment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I've done, you know, a few shows like that where you, where you make the whole gallery decorate it and, you know, yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it is, but it's so cool. It becomes like, you know, becomes an event, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just taking the art show as far as you can. And, and what a cool thing that is really. Cause it's like, uh, uh, I don't know. It's almost like, like a spook show or a haunted house kind of in a way, you yeah. know, especially for these dark art shows, mm-hmm. uh, you know, combining this kind of, I don't know, theatrics in a way where you've got people dressed up and yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, like it's an environment. It's, it's, it's an environment. I don't know. It seems like it just, it's, it's a show art, all yeah, around, yeah. You know? art, art shows are the perfect, 
opportunity to do something like that really if you yeah. think about it and and you know generally people think of an art show they think of like a an empty gallery and you just you know white walls and then you have art on the walls and then people come and see the artwork which is all good you know i'm not saying that's a bad thing it's fine because mm -hmm. there is something to be said about just having nothing except the art to focus on which is i could see that angle as well but on the other yeah. hand you can also present it in a way where it's more about that the the total environment and the total experience and having the decor match the art so you feel like you're in this alternate exactly world or whatever you which know is, i that's what i've been especially this year this year has been awesome for that and it's been awesome i don't want to not talk about last year's show because that taught yeah, me that so much but i feel like crazy. we won't have enough time mm -hmm. to cover everything on the podcast <laughs> so um i'll just unless you have questions about last year's or anything but um and thank you for allowing me to even put that on and be like connected with the dark art society as an official show with your name behind it and everything and because of all that it also pushed me to really try at the next level um because i wanted like chet czar to be happy with what he's seeing and what's happening you know <laughs> so it just pushed well, me to that's that's cool yeah level that's, up a bit that's uh uh yeah that's it's perfect because you know of course i would love to be like I would love to start a dark art society gallery and put on shows, but it's like, you know, like I said, when I started the the whole dark art society thing, it was more like, I don't have time to do all this shit. I can, I can, mm. I barely have enough time to do what I'm doing. And yeah. so it's about, you know, other people doing it. And, and mm -hmm. it's, and it's like, we're all united under this concept of dark art. It's not for, you know, it's it's not for it's for it's it's uh, you know you you got to make money you got to pay the rent and all that stuff but it's mm -hmm. really you're doing it because you love dark art and you're trying to kind of get the word out there and so so we all have the kind of like this higher i think we have this as much as we're all as artists trying to make a living and stuff we have this higher ideal that mm -hmm. there's this underrepresented art movement out there and we're trying to you know spread the word about it and 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 right. so, so having these amazing events is you know getting new collectors getting new collectors into it and selling art to them and 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 creating a buzz around the whole thing and making it like a halloween type event is just it's like kind of like like a it's a new thing when you think about it if you think about like there's not a lot of new things aside outside of technology nowadays you know there's not a ton of new things going on but i think this kind of like art show if halloween dark art show halloween event is kind of like a new thing i think i can't think of things in the past really where they've done that yeah and it's its, it's just, own kind of weird little niche thing you know yeah. and it just it just seems like it should be a thing yeah absolutely. so i make it a thing um you know <laughs> i mean then i i wanted to mention that you know the only thing i really wanted to mention about last year um to not get too far in the weeds aside from the fact just it was you know the presentation was incredible you had all kinds of stuff going on outside it reminded me of you know the ego death show or the dystopia show i put on where it was just like totally major uh set pieces and just was super cool but the the big 
thing that shocked me was you in this. It's you're living in a pretty small town, right? Uh, the town I live in is like 4,200 people. Yeah. So you live in a small <laughs> town. You put this show together and you sold how many pieces of art did you sell at the at the opening? I think. Yeah, I, it was crazy. I can't remember the number, but it was up there. Uh, the The show had a lot of pieces in it. Yeah, like pushing close to like ninety or something. Right. Uh, which and, and you I sold, was, but you sold like half the show. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah that, which around is forty. Um, that's insane. You know, that's and insane. It was, Blew uh, my mind. Mostly in person. Um, yeah, that's crazy too. Nobody bought anything off of the internet and there was like one situation where the artist sold the piece um you know on their own and then i shipped it to the person mm. and then uh, but it was stuff like that it wasn't like anyone saw it online and decided to buy it uh like they'd never they didn't know about it already or something like that it was all people that came to the show um it's it's such a rare thing to have a a show like that especially okay a dark art show um in a small town <laughs> and yeah. then selling it selling like half the show of that many pieces is really pretty unheard of in in person sales i mean that's like a big a big deal i was i was like a, so to me to, anyway thank you just you know pat on pat on the back for that but also, to me, it says that, um, you know, it's a there's it's there's a niche being filled there. Mm -hmm. Who would have thought, you know, in a small town in Maine, there needs to be a dark art show every year? Because obviously, when you're like selling half of the show out that that's saying that's people saying, look, I love this. I want to take a piece of it home with me. Yeah. So and that's amazing. I think it's just uh, when you want something to happen bad enough uh and it's truly something you care about and put all your effort into and just really try to manifest that into something uh in this reality it's, you know that's it just happens you have to really care about what you're doing though mm -hmm, yeah and people have to see that and it has to be presented in a way that shows that it's it's not just something you're you know you're not just and i don't want to talk badly about any galleries but you're not just putting the art on the wall and you know that's it right. uh, it's a whole different thing and i i spend a lot of time i mean i've been getting set up for this one for like the last month i'm you know in preparation to try to get like a base down before i really mm -hmm. hammer on the last week of getting everything Cause I've got all kinds of stuff planned. That's not set up yet. Um, but you just, it, it, I thought that's what it would take around here to get the people to come. And I didn't think that just putting it on the wall was going to get people to come out of the woods to it. So I had to just try to make it something different. Yeah. Um, now that, so now that you've committed to that, you got to keep doing it, <laughs> outdoing yourself every year. That's the, that's the struggle. <laughs> and I that's know just that struggle. This one. I know that struggle. But uh, when Martin came out, Martin Darkside, who I'm picking up at the airport immediately after this podcast uh, <laughs> in Boston. So I got to drive down there. It's like an hour and a half. Mm. Um, I just picked up Lewis Cipher. Uh, I call him that. Everyone calls him that in the States. 
His real name is Andreas Nagel. Yeah. Uh, but he actually likes it being called Lewis here. Um, <laughs> so, you know, this is what we call him. Uh, yeah. But uh, picked him up three days ago and his girlfriend, who's also in the show. Cool. She does amazing art and has been a Dark Art Society subscriber member for a long time, too. Uh, and um, anyways, yeah. So when Martin came out, for his the night library show in may uh that was the first time anyone's ever taken uh, the step with me to trust me enough to fly out here from europe to do a all solo right. show with no guarantee that it's going to go well and i mean i knew all the work i've put into all my shows and that so far the shows have all been going well and everything but i mean it was a big deal for me to have somebody flying out here specifically for that all the way from the uk yeah uh, and so I think Martin deserves a lot of credit for that. Yeah, Just, for sure. You know, uh, and Lewis as well, cause he came out for his from Germany in July. So this year I've only shown for artists in Europe as solo shows. Wow. And then now, now this, and yeah. both of them are coming back for this one. So and then cool. Michael Meach, uh, he's a sculptor. He's coming oh, yeah. tomorrow from the UK to attend. Yeah, that's great. So I've got four people here from Europe just for the show. And then there's like eight others from around the States that are coming all the way from California. So I've got from Germany to California coming. Wow. Amazing. And it turned into this gathering that I, you know, I wasn't totally expecting, but it's not a bad thing at all. It's great. But it's yeah. just like, it seems like it's really uh, got, had the snowball effect. From, yeah. Especially from somebody taking the leap to come from Europe once like martin right. and then other people over there see that and it, it just uh inspires and others to be like oh i guess i could do that too yeah um, but so for his show we it was the night library it was all based on gothic horror tales and still lives set up um that he had painted that had things from the books in them so it wasn't like a direct you know frankenstein painting but it yeah. was like yeah we had him on the show and talked about it yeah for sure. So, uh, and that was before the show happened. So now that it, it passed, uh, we set up the whole place. Like we bought an estate sale out of all old books and I had like piles of old books we put out everywhere. Oh, cool. We spent like three days melting wax over everything <laughs> <laughs> and all these candles. I had like 120 fake candles, like 200 and something batteries I had to buy <laughs> because we didn't want a fire hazard. <laughs> and then we melted real wax all over them all in these different crazy we were up for like three nights straight we saw the sun come up multiple times um right. you know so that's like the type of effort we put into the show but then it went really well and he sold like i think he has there's two with the gallery still out of the whole show wow um but he sold almost the whole show out uh and you know it was just great and he now he's coming back again um but so then for lewis's show we it was the uh, mythological uh yeah, i can't even believe i i can't <laughs> i can't even think of the name of the show uh <laughs> well, anyway, we had we had him on the show to we talk had him about on as well also. he yes. was here when he did that it's, yeah right this might look familiar yep <laughs> um wonderland mythological wonderland and so then we we decked the whole place out in uh just this greenery and plant life and all this stuff and we 
had like hundreds of little eyeballs. We were like gluing into all the flowers and all the, you know, to make it sort of like just this, it felt like everything's got looking at you out of the forest or whatever. And oh, so cool. Um, we built up, we were putting different animal skulls together to make these crazy looking creature things and just trying to find faces and random stuff and emphasize it. And it just, we turned it into this sort of different world, you know, that matched the show. So it's That's almost like really when cool. people, when they come in, that it's not distracting them from the artwork because it's kind of part of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I I, 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 like I said, I think that's, you know, they're just two different approaches to doing an art show. And of course, one is more uh, traditional and then one is more fun. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, you know, it's like it's like putting glow in the dark paint in the in the paintings I do or putting those glow corners on. It's like, mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's a little lowbrow or whatever and not sophisticated in a way, but I just, it's so cool. I think it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. It's fun. It's cool. It's like, I love that, it, you know. When it's fun, it's easier to put the effort into it. Um, yeah. It applies with everything, I think. And Yeah, right. If you don't make it fun, um, I just, it just doesn't translate the same way, I don't think, with anything. Yeah, yeah yeah it's like it's it's like uh the shows are entertaining it's not it's less stuffy it's the other thing i like about shows like that is they're not as stuffy and snobby and it's oh no you know so so i i i like that i like that Um, it's just uh having the people even if they don't come in and buy anything at that show but they came yeah they saw it they're going to remember it they may come back, you know, but I'd be happy. It makes me happier when a lot of people show up and they just see it and they see the, the product of all the work we did in the, the week before and whatever. And yeah. it's been cool this year to have the people come from overseas uh, the week before and contribute with me yeah. to setting it up because it really, we brainstorm and it's almost like a collaboration painting or something. Yeah, Whereas great. the shows so, wouldn't uh, have looked. Yeah, we make art, we art, and a collaborative art installation. That's what it is. It's yeah. kind of like an art installation, I guess. Yeah. And we come up with these ideas that weren't planned until the week of the show together. Yeah. Like the melting the candles everywhere and all, getting all those books. And then mm-hmm. uh, me and Lewis made this giant mushroom out of trash and spray foam in the yeah, that was side cool. yard last time. Mm-hmm. That was not a plan at all. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's cool to have them contribute a piece of themselves into it too, because obviously they care coming all the way here right. for it. And then to just put that care into actually setting it up with me and uh, me and Lewis saw the sunrise. Also, we were up all night <laughs> the night before the show. And then it was like almost 6am. I'm like, you want to see the sunrise? Like, yes, I do. <laughs> Whatever, German. <laughs> and we went to the beach and we watched the sun come up and they were like, all right, let's go get two hours of sleep and then we got a show to do. <laughs> so most of the time, the night before, it's like we're working until it's like you just can't anymore. Yeah, There's yeah. Never been a cutoff for any of them where, like, all right, it's done. Now it's three days from now. It's like, it's done. Let's sleep for three hours. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen this time. Um, I'm always like trying to not make that happen, but we just end up getting so many ideas. Yeah. And that we, it's just like, you have to just keep going until you can't anymore, but it well, makes you feel great. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I say, um, you, you, you had so much success creatively and 
you know, sales wise and everything. Um, so just, you know, whatever you're doing, just keep doing it. Uh, I, I think just keep doing, just keep doing it the way you're doing it. Cause it, until well, something thanks. doesn't work, you know, uh, yeah. you know, one yeah. thing I would mention though, this just occurred to me is hmm? it might be worth trying to, um, cause like Copro has, uh, you know, a photographer come out to the shows, all, all, every show he has a photographer. And I, I know you've had, you had people taking pictures, I think. Yeah. But, but it seems like it's such a, like an installation type of thing. It might be worth really getting a, a video crew that's just responsible for capturing it all on video. Cause, cause yeah, there's so many people that can't make it to the show. That's the thing about the online uh, part of it. The no. online aspect of it. Is is that there are people that can't afford can't afford to come out, can't afford to fly out, can't afford to come from Europe, that are into it and would love to, that have that rely on the internet to experience the show. So even though your main focus is the physical show, yeah, you know, it, it would be really cool to see you know really nice quality video of the event and stuff for sure. Have, and know, I edit it all together and stuff. I totally agree with that. And uh, for the initial shows i was trying to do both things and then this year i realized there's no way yeah yeah uh that i can do that so we actually do have a photographer coming for this one cool um and the video there'll be some type of video there's going to be enough artists there this time that i feel like there's going to be way more viewable content out there right. on the internet because yeah maybe and try and compile their yeah their videos at the end i'm gonna edit, edit something together from everybody's video or something i'm going to encourage them to take visual uh proof of what's going on yeah <laughs> so that we can maybe somehow collaborate something together or you know uh yeah for sure. that, that that's that would be great to especially if you keep doing this which i'm assuming um as long as that keeps working you'll you're gonna keep doing it seems like you're into it but yeah have have like wouldn't it be cool to, especially now, because cell phone video quality is so good. So from now moving moving forward, you would just have these high quality videos of every show that you've done throughout the years. If you keep it going, like for ten years or something, you could look back and just see them all. It'd be so cool. Yeah. Um, now that you mentioned it, especially, I'm going to try to make that a priority. It would be great. Year. It would be great because, if I you know, if I if I had to do all over again, I would make sure there was like a designated videographer, mm -hmm. and I, and there were actually um, in a roundabout way like Mike Carell uh, doing the documentary at the same time, um, as uh, the Ego Death Show and stuff. So we we did get that, but it would be nice to have like I'm just you know the old the older I get. I'm more about, you know, really about documentation. Yeah. You know, even that, even this podcast is, is, you know, didn't occur to me until somebody said, you know, you're documenting this movement with the podcast. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of important actually to document everything that's going on right now. We're in this movement. Yeah, uh, for sure. And I, uh, thanks. I appreciate you, um, having me on here a lot. It's, oh yeah. Uh, so cool <laughs> I, no no my, my pleasure i mean we've we've talked about it for a while i mean just that yeah it was uh because you know like you said we go way back but um yeah after that first first show you know people don't realize but <clears throat> you you know you you've 
you've done a lot to, for the dark art society and the community, you know, you've really done a lot. People don't know all the stuff you've done, but you're very like, uh, philanthropic in a way for the movement. It's like, you're really about the movement and about putting these shows on and helping artists. And, um, like I said, it's, it's what the, the movement needs. Like we've got the artists, everyone's working on their craft, trying to get better and better. There's like a whole crew of these people. Um, but, 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 you know, there's certain things that we need that aren't there yet. Yeah. It's like this infrastructure or just like shows basically, you know? Right. So you're kind of like uh, sh showing the way you're sort of showing how it's done in a way, which is great. And you're, and, 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 and I can, and, and I know that's the thing. It's like, I know you're, intentions are pure too because i know you so it's like you know you're not just some guy coming in like hmm how can i you know how can i make a few bucks it's like i have to i've had to tell you in the past like you have to make some money because you've been like i'm not thinking about that mean I like, <laughs> <laughs> make sure you're taken care of it's gonna Every be time. a lot of work i'm like yeah. pushing you to like you know not to be so you know, take know, something man. for yourself. You got to do it. But so, so just, just to, I mean, just letting people know who is li listening or watching this is that uh, that's the kind of guy you are. And so um, uh, it's, I just think it's important to acknowledge that, that, that you're doing this for the right reasons. So um, just cause you know, good work like that should be acknowledged because people, people like you get, you know, get uh um are underappreciated sometimes you know like people doing the, the work behind the scenes to make these things happen and and you know it's easy to to overlook people doing you know the hard work oh thanks that makes man sense, so yeah for sure i um i appreciate that that's super uh kind and um you know i i wouldn't know how to do it any other way really <laughs> I just I'm just doing what I know how and uh, I feel like having real uh, intentions and feelings and a passion for something and just loving what you're doing is yeah that's just what happens uh, and you've got you know, you know you've got more resources than a lot of people since you run your own business you have a successful tattoo business so you're it's cool to see you doing that you know so yeah. um I love uh, meeting these artists too. It's the best. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I'm just uh, able to become really great friends with them in a different way because now we're like uh, in person. Um, we've been friends on the internet or whatever, but then it's just totally different. You meet people from all over the place for real, mm -hmm. and then you become even closer friends and just strengthens the whole. Uh, it's almost like a little bit of a contagious thing where they, sort of catch on to what I'm trying to do and we feed off each other and then, and now they're coming back and yeah, you know, yeah. uh, I don't know. It's just like, I, uh, I don't ever want artists to think that, um, they're just like, uh, pawns uh, of some thing, you know, like I, it's important to me that they're, they value that they know I value them and their friendship right beyond what money they can produce because i'm ultimately not 
trying to produce money for me, but I'm trying to produce money for them so that right. they know their work is appreciated and that uh, it's valuable. So, yeah. you know, uh, that's, I just, I can't see it in a way that, that has money being the priority for me. And I feel like if you don't think about the money and you just do what you got to do to make it be the best possible show ever, that the money will naturally eventually show its face. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just like um, in the same way that you did the first show, you know, you were just trying to make a badass show. You were yeah. thinking, I hope I sell money so these artists can get money. But you know, mm -hmm. you weren't thinking like how much money can I make because you were mm -hmm. doing it because you loved it. And, um, and then you end up selling half the show. I mean, that's yeah. like kind of an example of how, how it can work, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, it's just, uh, I'm really, I can't even believe that, you know, I found myself in this situation right now, being on this podcast and being connected with all these artists and becoming friends with so many people that I've looked up to that are painters forever. And uh, I don't know, man, it's just like, I've, you never realize what's happening when you're yeah. not focused on making a certain thing happen, you're just doing it right in the moment and things. And then it's like, Holy shit. I got like a bunch of people coming now and you know, and now you're going to have to start my... like a compound. Dude, I know. To... I was like, there's going to be a bunch of Europeans living in trailers in my fucking backyard soon. <laughs> or strike up some, like find a, find a, find like a local bed and breakfast or like a small hey. hotel then, then make some kind of deal with them. Maybe. I actually, yeah, I recommended a, there's this really nice bed and breakfast in town in the, in this huge old Victorian mansion, like, oh, really? 30 second walk from the gallery. Yeah. So I did recommend that place to um, a few of the artists that are coming in. And I think a few of them actually did book there. And my thought was, man, I should have thought of that earlier. So I could have made some type of deal. So next yeah. year I was thinking I was, so we're on the same sort of, I totally am picking that up and <laughs> yeah, this place like, is sick. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it'd be good just to have a, have a relationship with a business near you too. Mm -hmm. You know, if this thing keeps going yeah. and they've been actually up to for sure. And they've been doing uh, what do they call it? Fridays at the end or something, or uh, I can't remember, but they've been doing these little art installations once a month. Oh wow! Like wine and cheese tasting at this place. They weren't doing that before. I don't know if I had an influence on it or not. Yeah, but yeah, it doesn't matter cool. because it's and it's not dark art, but it's art. Yeah, it doesn't have to be dark art. Yeah, it doesn't it's have to always like, be dark art. No. We're just doing dark art because this is what I like. Yeah, <laughs> and we're trying to and it and it and it is marginalized. So we're just you know just like we're speaking up for our thing, but you know we love all art. Yeah, so maybe they're art installation on October, if I can get connected with them can always be a dark art one and it can be a somehow connected right. to ours because it's just fitting for, and you can promote each other. Yeah. And nobody know? looks at it strangely when it's October. Right. It's like, Oh yeah, it's weird art. It's like, Halloween, you know? <laughs> yeah. except every show where I'm at is like that, <laughs> yeah. whatever month it is, but it's easier to collaborate with the other um, businesses and things around this time. Um, for that reason yeah so i totally am all about um community and 
trying to bring the town together. I try to bring the town out to this event. I'm yeah. always posting in the town Facebook page. Uh, I've got a thing going right now with the coffee shop in town where people buy a certain coffee. They get a little raffle ticket for like a tattoo gift certificate. Um, so people are going there to, you know, it's like cross promotion through local business and promoting each other. Yeah. It's just very, it's just different than um, an internet based relationship where you're, you know, all these people in person and you're right local. And it's just creating this in-person little bubble that people, other people from outside want to come into and check it out. Yeah. That's, yeah. And, and, and yeah, you have and to it, living out here. That's how it works. Yeah. That's, right. And, and, <laughs> and, and a lot of, and like I said, people in in you know, people in LA, especially, you don't have to worry about we're all taken care of out here. We've got plenty, <laughs> plenty of dark art representation in shows, but um, you know, most people don't live in LA or in the big city, you know, people, people, most people, you know, well, that's who's to say where people live in the dark art society, but I mean, people live all over the place. Oh yeah. And a lot of people live in small towns. And so you're sort of kind of like, you've created this model and this, I guess the model you created is from like a, ta a person that's got a tattoo shop, but you've got this model of how to um, do this in your town, or you're creating this model, a way that people can say, you know, look to how you did put this event on and how popular it was. So other people in maybe similar situations in small towns could maybe put their own shows on, you know, it doesn't have to be a tattoo mm -hmm. shop. It could be anything or any place that someone has access to or whatever, you know? Um, yeah. So, so, so like, like, you know, ultimately to me, it would be amazing to see these all over the country, you know, in different places. I think it these types of shows, you know, for sure for you to yeah. inspire, you know, yeah. just that you just have to think about what you could do that would get your direct semi-direct group of potential people that would come interested in coming because they don't realize it if they've never been until they're in there half the time when they make the decision to come that like oh i'm glad i came you know right uh, that, so you have to do something that's going to get them there in the first place right sort of like a little like i do i always do free food i'm just like come yep. eat you know uh music i always hire some type of music to go along with like mm -hmm. live music so there's supporting local uh musicians and people love to come check out music even if they mm -hmm. just come oh i can just go see some music and then they end up looking at the whole show they might buy something you never know right yeah you, just, you have to just um especially initially get people there and then you won't it won't be the music that brings them back the next time or it won't be the food it'll be you know what your it'd be the art that it's it's just uh it's the more things that you have going on that kind of go with each other, the more people that are likely to show up because you're uh, making it a broader audience. Yeah. 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 That's what Copro does, you know, live bands when, when they, uh, for the most part, not always, but we had a live band on the last on my show and um, yeah, it's cool, right? Food and stuff. Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah, it's like, it's, it's people hang out. 
they yeah least, yeah and you know? the thing that the, um i thought was cool too about from the pictures i saw from the first show was like you had kids there and you had a bunch of people that didn't look like they would be at a dark art show which are oh yeah my favorite thing to see where you've got normal people like in yeah. there appreciating it yeah you know that's so cool i think we've that had, is so cool yeah every show we've had people from kids up to like in their 80s right like so in town cool. like oh let's see what's going on here and then <laughs> then like there was this one lady that came to every show who lived next door she's like in her 80s and she comes and walks through gives me a hug now you know really that's and, so cool that sits out by the fire or whatever and listens to the music all night after looking at the art she's <laughs> like so in her cool. 80s <laughs> that's yeah. amazing i mean it's like yeah it's it's awesome it's, yeah it's not like it's um any type of uh that's what you got to get on video stuff like that i know those are the, those are the right? amazing moments that are yeah you know. at this show we have uh i have this 1800s organ that actually functions oh, and cool. i hired a organist who's gonna play it in oh, the main excellent. gallery room and a violinist as well wow that's so and, cool uh, and then a acoustic guitar so it's um and, and they're gonna dress up you know um accordingly so ah, that's so cool uh, to the show so that's that that's going to be awesome i try to think about what type of music kind of fits the vibe of the show mm -hmm. and i have certain musicians that i've become friends with that i usually have come or have them uh get me in touch with whoever it is i need that fits that what i'm trying to find that's um, great you know and then i've got this dude that loves cooking and he loves the the place and he always is uh He's like my go-to chef guy. So we've got a nice thing planned for this one for food, which is going to be cool. He gets into it. I, I just like hiring people that are into it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just makes it all better uh, yeah. all around. It, it's, it's cool. Uh, I feel like there was something I wanted to say. We were talking about music. Yeah music community yeah, yeah. bringing yeah. kids coming yeah. normal hey. people <laughs> it's just like you don't have to be a dark art weirdo or whatever you want to call it, uh us but to to come and enjoy it every time and and uh you know the uh, yeah it, it just should be something that everybody can come to yeah that, that i, I mean that's cool that's a good lesson that, that something that I got from, uh, I mean, I've always felt this way also, but it was, it was nice to see it when I got involved in the tattoo community was that the, the tattoo community is very open to everyone. It's like they didn't, they, they the, the, it seems like the tattoo community isn't like, Oh, you have to be a tattoo person to, be my friend or whatever nope. it's like tattoo it's 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 almost like yeah we know what it's like to get shit for having much tattoos so we're not going to be like that to people who don't have tattoos you know what i, I mean i do because i feel like like it happened to me i uh brought my kids to a kids halloween party the other day with lewis actually mm -hmm. we dressed up as skeletons painted <laughs> our faces and had skeleton clothes cool. on and brought my kids you know but i always feel like the like i'll make be making conversation with somebody that I don't know. And then they'll, they'll be like, they'll have to feel like they need to tell me, well, I don't have any tattoos. Right. You know? I'm just like, that's cool, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, that was, that was like, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember that like as, as a cool, that's the right attitude. And that's, and, and that's sort of like a, um, 
you know, something I feel like the dark art society or the dark art scene or whatever should also adopt as a core principle, which is not to only um, accept people that are into that goth people, tattoo people. It's like, you know, it should be for everyone. You know, you shouldn't have to look a certain way or be, you know, it's like, it should be an open thing. It's, it's not about being a click and, excluding people you know it's it's about sharing artwork that we think is cool that you know maybe people don't people haven't been really exposed to in a in a way that's presented as serious art Mm -hmm. and you know that's that's how it is around here where like the people that haven't been to the shows yet or been to my studio gallery yet they don't even realize that this stuff's out there yeah right which i know is weird for us to think about yeah i know because it's like normal yeah (laughs) it's like totally normal (laughs) but they're just like it's just crazy i love seeing the people's faces when they see this stuff yeah for the first time and i'm super excited that dan fisher is coming up from new jersey Uh, i've been collecting dan's work for a while dan's awesome uh but this is his first show up here with me and it's cool that it's the group show and i've been trying to figure out a, a way to coordinate a show for him and it just happened to work this way and i think it's honestly perfect, yeah I really like in the way that this format is yeah i think that's to the last one it's much more manageable and it makes it kind of makes yeah. more sense too similar amount of art less artists right uh, right but the quality is there it's like it's it's people are going to feel like they're around the same amount of art right um, doing, having like 90 pieces of art from 90 different cool. artists is is very yeah. difficult because i've it was we've yeah, done it before with the conjoined shows and it's like oh my god it's insane so yeah <laughs> but you gotta learn but the hard way dan's gonna have 16 pieces he's bringing so cool. i'm really excited to see all of those uh and then yeah the you gotta maybe share the i'm sure you've already shared the flyer but there is 29 artists on the flyer and there's a that's couple a lot. More that that's still a lot. That's great. Are in there that aren't, that didn't make the, uh, they messaged me last minute sort of. And I was like, yeah, yeah, right. in there, but they're not on the flyer, but there's 30 plus artists. Yeah. That's a lot. And a there lot. should be around 70 give or take probably more. Yeah. That's a lot total. of artwork and 12 of the artists are going to be here in person. See, you don't need my artwork. Uh, I don't, you don't need dude, me. You got, you got play, play I had somebody <laughs> comment today on, on the post is Chet going to be at this show? Question mark. What and I days? said, no, but he's well, going to have work in it. Yes. I'll <laughs> so, figure it. Like I said, as it, yeah, I, I, that's, that's my job for the days. Get finished doing my taxes and, figure out what the hell i'm going to send you but i'll send something i'll send yeah. something I'm, I'll, I'll for sure um i wanted to say uh thanks to martin too because he's really uh, martin Darkside. he's co-curating this with me really i didn't put who it was curated by on there because um you know we're also both have i have one piece in the show mm. martin has eight uh but i don't know it felt weird like curated by and then also in i don't know but He's helped me a lot. I don't know if people realize it, but he did a lot of the communications with the artists this time. And cool. he, we made the flyer together as a collaborative back and forth with different ideas. And then um, when we came to like a final idea, I sort of tried to 
make it uh, match last year's in a way, mm -hmm. but be different. And we came up with the, you know, the red lettering sort of focusing on that versus the blue last time because they're both part of the logo. But mm. anyways, it's been a lot of collaborative work with him as well. Um, he's been putting a lot in behind the scenes that uh, the show wouldn't be happening the way it is if it wasn't for his help this time. And I'm realizing that as I'm doing more shows that when I have help that's uh, also interested in the show and invested in things, it really does help and make everything yeah. better. And you can't do everything by yourself no matter how much you want or wish you can, it's so hard. So I'm right. super stoked that I'm going to have a bunch of artists here to help me put this whole thing really together for the presentation yeah. before yeah. this one, this time. And I think it's just going to make it like, that's what's going to make it great is that it's not just me. Right. It's like yeah, everyone else is yeah. contributing um, in a lot of ways. Uh, and that's something I would encourage for next year is for the artists to try and make it and come help put it all together because that's it's a bonding thing for the people in the dark arts society because yeah most of these people if not all of them have never actually met each other they're all right. coming i mean martin and lewis live closer over in europe they could meet each other probably easier than right. coming here to meet each other but they're going to meet each other for the first time over yeah, here yeah same uh, with uh martin and uh uh michael meach too live yeah really close right. to each other i think yeah, and that was cool because he, Michael Meach, just like not super last minute, but he's like, I'm thinking about coming, you know, should I basically? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, good. definitely. <laughs> I, I, I'll put you up somewhere. That's and so that's cool. the other thing. I always, if people are traveling, I have a like an apartment upstairs at the place. I've got a bunch of rooms. Like I'm always, if people need a place to stay, I want to give them so it's easier for them to come and just be here. So amazing. Like, just yeah, that's what, that's what I mean, though. That's like that's really amazing. You're doing this. Um, I've got Lewis staying upstairs in, in my house right now. He's playing with my kids earlier, so I could get some stuff done. <laughs> <laughs> was, it's it's good. It brings you know. It's like uh, it's just you're connecting with people on a human level too, not right, not just like a business thing. It's not like right, that. right. It's, it's cool. Well, uh, did, did you even mention the name of the show? It's Rise of the Dark Art Society. Okay. <laughs> I'll say and, it in the intro, uh, too. Yeah, Rise of the Dark Art Society. Yeah, because uh, last year was Dawn of the Dark yeah. Art Society. And I feel like the name, you know, is turning into what I hoped it would be. And it seems like people are, you know, rising right. to the occasion and coming out here and who knows what it'll be called next year. Uh, but yeah. I, I'm trying to even make the name kind of match the mood of things and where it's transpiring. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a, a whole, there's a lot of thought that goes into it and, you know, I it's know. important. I know. <laughs> I mean, I know. I just, you know, that's what I want everyone to know it's like I, I talked to you about it i know what's going on and i know that you your heart's in it um, yeah and you're really just trying to put on an amazing show and support these artists and support the movement so it's just uh yeah it's such a great a great just a great thing you're doing like a great I, great thing you're doing i feel lucky to have the opportunity to have all these artists come to my town and send their work into my show uh you know for me it's 
that it's a big deal to mm. be able to sh to be doing this um you know I, I don't know if artists feel like it's a big deal for them to be in the show or anything but it's i think they do it, i it, well the feeling is mutual you know because without the artists it then it'd just be me having a party by myself i don't know <laughs> <laughs> the town <laughs> having some hot dogs <laughs> <laughs> it's important that it's just great. I, I'm so overwhelmingly happy that this is happening again and like even better uh, in different ways. Last year's show was awesome, but it was also very short notice planned. And right. it, you know, a lot of things we just kind of had to roll with it, which was cool. But this time I've been able to yeah cultivate a little more and, and, um, yeah, you learn from every show. Try and, to be a little more precise with some stuff. Yeah, yeah, more organized and yeah, you look like you learn. You learn with every show, and then you apply that to the next one. Um, yeah. So, uh, what give people the the details when when it's it's opening? It's opening on this Saturday, the twenty second of 22nd. October. Uh, Rise of the Dark Art Society. I might, you know what? I might post this one publicly Tuesday too, just to get it instead of yeah. waiting. Oh. You know, normally I post it yeah. Tuesday for Patreon people and Wednesday for general public just to get it out, give an extra day of promotion. Anyway, sorry. Cool. It says it's opening this Saturday. What's the date this yep. Saturday? The 22nd. 22nd. Um, from 5 to 10 p.m. Uh, that's the hours, but there's going to be a lot of artists together. So I'm sure we'll probably be up to the wee hours over there still. Yeah, that's what Copper uh, does. Copper together. does that every year. They say five to ten, and then it usually yeah. goes to like eleven or twelve. It's or like a uh, unannounced after party always happens, and, <laughs> and, and there's people that come to all the shows that you know are there the whole time, and then they're there for a while after, and who knows? You yeah. never know. But ten is like the uh, appropriate time for the yeah. town to know the, the official it. cutoff. Yeah, and uh, it's just. <laughs> Uh, like skull where, where, where can they get the info oh yeah yeah hey uh it's gonna be at skull and snake tattoo studio art gallery at 50 <laughs> elm street in north berwick maine which uh really somehow just ended up on it with elm street and everyone always yeah. just makes that connection that's perfect no matter what even though it has nothing you know like freddy krueger has nothing to do with <laughs> um the dark art society or anything but the fact that it's like always dark weird stuff and it's elm street and yeah it's, it's like, perfect it's so cool but i grew up on elm street <laughs> oh no um, way yeah so what's uh, the what's the website uh it's on the the facebook so there's an event page on www.facebook.com skull and snake tattoo and that's the only event page that i have going that's the other thing uh, you got to do is is a is get, get a designated website for it even if it's just a single page because yeah more and more people aren't on facebook there's a there's like yeah, you know uh, I, I know people probably. that i know people that uh, i know some art collectors that just don't even have a facebook page and you gotta invite them to stuff and it's like oh i'm not on facebook yeah yeah, but and uh, next year. Martin, <laughs> Martin is doing a yeah, next year there'll be a website. Um, Martin's doing a Halloween still life painting workshop on Sunday. Oh, uh, cool. The day after and a handful of the artists that are coming out to be at the show ended up signing up for that. That's amazing. So this is sort of 
where I'm hoping it leads to is that it's right. at some point, maybe it'll be like a three or four day thing. Right. And people come out and learn from each other. Yeah. Like a, seven, like a, like a, like a, one of those yeah. tattoo. Yeah. Uh, they had the, it's uh, the tattoo. What do they call it? Um, artist, artist retreat. Paradise. Yeah. Tattoo. Yeah. Gathering or something. Yeah. That like was that. amazing. Yeah. But more of a dark art in the woods of Maine. I don't know. <laughs> Go see Stephen King's house. Yeah, right. That's that is cool. That when people come here from well, really from wherever, but that's uh, something that's always cool for them to go see that. How far is that house. from you? Three hours. That's cool. north. Uh, yeah, probably a cool drive too, though. It's all yeah. It's a great drive. There's all kinds of stuff up there, but that that's my whole goal, really, without focusing too much on that, but. You know, because I feel like if you drive something too much, it doesn't go the way you want it right, to go. Right, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, it, it is shaping up to be something like that. And uh, that excites me because I think it's important that the people in the Dark Arts Society do get together in real life definitely, as well that aren't just the people that live in this corner or that corner, but right. that they're all sort of for and it doesn't have to be just my thing it can be somewhere else yeah if anyone's inspired by this please get it going yeah <laughs> but you know i just <laughs> it, it it's just uh i can't even put it into words i'm trying but there's no words for it it's just awesome yeah well it's it's amazing uh so yeah uh share the share the everyone listening share the info around get the word out if you can if you're anywhere near the area even not near the area check, go check it out yeah uh, um yeah. i guess i could uh well can i give my own info out too yeah yeah for sure i, I didn't want to come on here and like talk about myself that much as an artist anyways this time but i at least want to give you my info yeah um, of course man hands dan kelly <laughs> everywhere <laughs> just type that in facebook <laughs> instagram whatever <laughs> you'll find me but yes but um yeah, I I wanted to talk about the show coming up and the Dark Art Society and all that um, more so than than my um, own background. But uh, so I'm glad that we I, we did a little bit of both. But yeah, most important to to talk about that uh, the painting art side of everything. And it's cool though that you're right about the tattoo community and the it, it does somehow naturally blend and a lot of the people that do come and take the seminars that because I, I always do a seminar for the artists that comes mm. for their show the day after or paint workshop a lot of tattoo artists take those and a lot of tattoo artists end up showing up to the shows too and there's something about the inspiring aspect of the dark artists that aren't tattooers uh, that attracts tattooers to come mm -hmm. and then you get these weird hybrid freaks like dan fisher who's like doing them both wicked nasty all the time just sick work <laughs> painting yeah. and tattoo. i don't know how he's you're you're i mean you're doing some amazing paintings too you do both you know yeah but not like dan fisher <laughs> he's like well, painting yeah. every morning yeah he's he's got definitely a second you get a rhythm career you know he's got like yeah. a secondary career yeah. but um right I do uh, love both though. Yeah, yeah. No, you're you're uh, you've you've done that painting of your dog is like amazing. 
Thank you. Um, <laughs> I love it. I, I do That's like a, that one. It is hanging in my and house. And the Giger in the background. You got your Giger in the background that you painted too. You got all kinds yeah. of amazing stuff. I was thinking I might actually frame that one up and maybe put it in the show. Oh, for maybe. sure. You should. But yeah, I have the other, the other piece as well. Oh, I might yeah. have two in the show. I don't know. I've never really had. Last year, I was supposed to have a piece in the show. And it was it just turned out that's that's kind of a funny story turned out to be too much uh, trying to paint and put the show yeah, on right, right. and i fucked up the painting and then i was like okay and then i turned the painting into something else and then now that's going to be in this year's show so never give up yeah the <laughs> year before but next year you just keep working on it and then it turns into something better so yeah well we'll we'll have to we'll have you back on and have it be about you more and and uh uh in the future yeah but this was yeah we were we were um really trying to just promote promote your show and stuff so yeah um, i feel like uh every time i've talked to you on zoom anyways i feel like uh, it's just like all right man i gotta go we gotta go we gotta stop it's hard to stop talking oh yeah yeah right so much to talk about (laughs) all the time i feel like you know this could be a way longer podcast than people probably Oh yeah, for. it could be a three-hour podcast easily. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I gotta, yeah, yeah, I have to stop so they can edit and do all. Yeah, for I have sure. to, I have I to go get you some. Up, uh, yeah, you gotta go. British guy, up. Martin. Martin, dark yeah, side. You, you gotta pick Martin up, and then I gotta go he's, and figure uh, out what the hell I'm gonna send you. He's landing around seven my time. Uh, Lewis is gonna come with me though. Oh, nice. So a, a nice driving partner to go down with. Excellent. And pick them up. Yeah, I, it's getting exciting that, you know, people are starting to show up and it feels like no matter how much I plan or the amount of time I try to put, uh, it's just all of a sudden it's happening. And uh, the week of is, is just the whole different thing than the rest of the planning it's like i know has a mind of its own <laughs> i know that is <laughs> yeah you just got to roll with it yeah. well thanks for coming on man and, and again thanks for everything that you do for the, the the dark art movement people like again people don't realize all the stuff you're doing behind the scenes and all this you really do a lot to help artists and and um so we all appreciate you doing that and um being an, um, an example of how to be in in the dark art community and uh so yeah and and good luck with the show saturday uh, yeah thank you i appreciate that and it's um my pleasure to to be doing whatever people are seeing that i'm doing because it's just you know i'm not trying to do anything specific to be noticed or anything yeah, no. but so um i appreciate the words and uh i just it's just what i love to do so that's i guess we'll leave it at that <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect well you know you just got to say we just have to say goodbye to the audience now all right goodbye everyone thank you for listening and uh please if you can come to the show there'll be a lot of cool people there and that was a little long but see you later <laughs> <laughs> goodbye audience